All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is episode 13 of the last one, Fast One podcast. Um, we're back. I know a lot of you probably thought that we're down and out for the count, but um, it was just a little busy summer, but we're glad to get back to it with a hometown guest here. He's a very accomplished in the state of Nebraska, and um, he's also known for ripping 21s out while he's a college student, just doing other things with the with the club team. Um, we're honored to have uh, Eric Lewandowski on the podcast. Um, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I'm happy to be here, Paul. So for those of you who don't know, me and Eric are, um, we both swam on the same high school team for one year. I was a freshman. Eric was a senior. So I got a couple rides, rides from Eric. And um, so Eric's three, three years older than me. Yep. So, um from grand island so fill us in eric how'd you how'd you get into swimming yeah well i just gotta wrap the shirt right away there but, you go. Uh, yeah i guess uh starting off i just want to say thanks for having me on the podcast i'm a i'm a huge fan i've been following <laughs> along since the beginning so let's go no, this is awesome but uh i guess just bringing it all back to the beginning i guess i've been swimming pretty much my entire life it's always been a big part of my life and everything I've been interested in. And basically where it all started was I just went through swim lessons, made it to the top level and I was like, okay, well, what's next? So from there, uh, the good old Grand Island YMCA uh, made it into the Quicksilver Swim Club at the age of 10. So me and all the other newbies, I remember fondly, uh, me, Matt Novinsky, Kyle Whiteley, they all joined around the same time. I remember we just have races and warm-ups, see who could kick fastest with the flippers, just no regard whatsoever for other people or form or anything. But right. um, it's it was just a blast from there. I was already I was already hooked. And I mean, then I kind of realized that oh, competing's kind of fun. So uh, from there, just did more and more competitions, dropped all my other sports, went all in on swimming and ended up swimming there on club all the way through high school. Uh, obviously swam for uh, Green Island Senior High. Went on to do some club swimming in college, which I'm sure I'll talk about later on today, but um, Went on to do a little bit of coaching after that. So I've kind of made my rounds around the whole world of, of swimming. And at this point now, I'm more of a observer and fan of it. I'm not currently involved, but that door never closes. In my opinion. Right. Right. So, so let's, um, let's take it back to when, when did you first, like, you know, start seeing some success and uh, maybe start finding your, your events? I think, and kind of realized just like my first season ever uh midwesterns which is like the you know the state meet i qualified for it and like the 50 backstroke is a little 10 year old i was like okay cool i don't care <laughs> and i remember going to that first meet and just the level of competition and how people how serious people took it even at that age was pretty incredible to me and i'm I'm a pretty competitive person myself. So just kind of brought on that mindset of, well, I, I want to work. I want to get better. As a 10 year old, I was probably like, I want to mess around with these people too. Right. And all that serious at that point. But um, 
Yeah, I, just, I think just when I realized that I could compete and I was on that same level as those people around me, it it was fun. I liked it. Right. So let, let's let's uh, let's fast forward here to um, you start kind of entering the high school years. Um, getting coached up by, I mean, you're always getting coached up by Brian Jensen, the legendary, uh, the legendary. swim coach here in Grand Island. So, um, tell take us to some stories or, um, what do you remember about like your first couple years at, um, swimming for Grand Island and, um, senior high. And also what was it like kind of swimming with, um, you know, Matt and Kyle and Dan, and then like swimming with them from when like you're 10 to when you're like, you know, 18. Yeah, so definitely, I guess, bringing it to the beginning of high school, uh, really kind of was a culture shock. Uh, I think that that year, it was like the myself and Sarah Kobeck coming in that were like instant contributors. Uh, mm-hmm. Traditionally, you know, Grand Island, a bit of a smaller team. So as soon as you have some more of your talented middle schoolers coming up in the high school, they're going to contribute. So immediately getting thrown into varsity and competing against some of those faster kids from Lincoln and Omaha is it's going to humble you really quick as a 14, 15 year old, as a freshman in high school. And I I really think that's a pivotal point in any swimming career, but at least for me, I I was lucky to have a good uh, system around me in the form of like Dan Nabinski, Luke Van Wee, these fast guys that had already put in the work and knew what it took to be successful at the state level. And that, that really pushed me. And I was lucky enough to be on uh, relays with those guys. And just from the beginning, it really, really made me want to just work and continue to get better. And sophomore years kind of where things took off a little bit more and Matt came up, uh, Kyle came up and all of a sudden we had a pretty, stacked relay we got a couple school records which was pretty fun got some state medals always fun but uh i think the main thing was just like surrounding yourself around people that want to work hard and do well it's gonna make you do the same make you want to push yourself as well absolutely and um what do you remember what year would that have been that um that freshman year for you that 2013 for you (laughs) i think so Okay, so I'm looking at some of your, your I'm looking at some of your times here. Um, for some reason, I can't find you in college swimming. I don't know if the it started like up in 2016. So, so we're on max preps. Um, so I mean, it looks like you know some of the meets, the Warrior Invite, you're going to 53. <laughs> I mean, it's solid, solid stuff for a freshman. 100, 100 fly, you're 106. Um. But, but I don't right. ever remember even doing the butterfly, so I'm surprised it was even that fast. <laughs> yeah. But no, crazy. but for the viewers here, what I'm about to show you is Eric's going to get real fast here pretty soon. So, I mean, just like any freshman, he's still trying to figure his way out. Um, what, what do you what do you remember about um, – did you make it to state your freshman year? I did in a relay. Okay, nice. We slam in the consolation final in the medley relay. I want to say we got like 14th or something. I did the backstroke. Gotcha. See, I, I was in the same boat my um my freshman year. It had been your senior year, but Brian was nice enough to to throw me on a relay, and I think I went a 26 in the 50 free. So 
I wasn't necessarily zooming, but we also got disqualified too. Uh, I don't know if you remember that, Devin. I don't know if it was Devin or something, but Devin might have um kind of jumped in a little too early. Hey, hey, there's, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Uh, my my freshman year, actually, on a relay, I think it was a freestyle relay. I was second or third, and the stupid brain of mine at that time thought for some reason that your relay exchange, as long as the other person hadn't touched the wall by the time you touched the water, you were fine. <laughs> as you know, they have to touch while you're still touching the block. So here I am like a whole body length over the water while they haven't touched the wall yet. And obviously we got disqualified. This is a, a dual meet at some point. Right. Right. Ryan did not let me do anything but lead off until my senior year. There you so go. There it's a lesson go. kids. Listen to your coach. Don't get disqualified in dual meets. Um, and as we all know, Doug, Doug had a problem with that too. It <laughs> he fell in on someone. Um, Doug, it's you there. It is. So it happens to the best of us. Um, especially when, when you're young. Oh yeah. So take, take me through that, that sophomore year a little bit. Um, what's it, what, what do you remember about that second year? What was the year that you guys absolutely just lit it up on the relays? Was that your that would, that that would your have sophomore? been that sophomore year? Yep. Uh, so so that year, I uh, really really kind of started to take uh, lifting recovery a lot more seriously. And after doing that for a whole year, freshman year, I definitely started to see the results of that and started taking it really seriously in practice. We had a good group of four guys and myself, Luke, Dan, and Matt. And we knew we had the potential to make some noise at state and maybe get some school records, which hadn't been touched for 25, 30 years. So, I mean, it, it was a big deal for us and we were, we were really motivated. So we, we put in the work and it, it, it did pay off pretty well. Yeah, so so take us through some of those stories of of some of those relays, because um, wasn't there like something like contra controversy false start in there for for Creighton Prep or oh. were you swimming there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, no, I don't know. That's a good story. Uh, so uh, prelims of state, it would have been 2014, I think. Um, we're in the final heat of prelims there. It's not much. Shades, put the sun on my face here. So um, at that time, I'm leading off the, the relay. This is the 200 freestyle relay. I think we're seated second or third going in. And it's myself, uh, Creighton Prep in the lane right next to us. And all of a sudden, at the beginning, we just say, take your mark. And kind of hold it an extra long time. Go, we go sw swim our first leg. Obviously, I'm in the water, so I, I don't know what the heck's going on. Uh, finish. Matt goes second. He jumps in. He's doing his leg, and there's the crowd's going crazy, and everyone's like, "Oh, he full started. He full started." And Matt's coming back on the second 25, and all of a sudden, the officials drop the flags in the water matt gets clothesline gets literally <laughs> choked out he comes out of the water with like a red ring he's like what the heck's going on um, a bunch of other swimmers are getting caught up by the flags and we get out and apparently there was there was some flash photography or something um 
and I won't get into too much of it, but <laughs> we kind of argued there should have been a disqualification, but there wasn't. Uh, I knew some of those guys really well on, on that prep squad. And I mean, they, they meant no harm. They were, they were great guys. And that's what the officials decided that day. But uh, anyway, we got to re-swim the race, actually went back in the water, uh, went faster than the first time. They didn't drop the flags on that this time. And we actually ended up winning the heat and crowd erupted. It was loudest cheers I've ever heard. It was, it was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had in my swimming career. It was, it was really cool. Yeah, that um that 2014 year was was pretty crazy. It's usually interesting for me to look back on some of the times and it seems usually they're a lot faster. Like, um, like if you look at like, you know, what won the 50 in 2015 versus like what won the 50 this last year or whatever, but, um, except it's all except an exception to that 2014 year, man, that was fast. Yeah. Yep. So what was it? I think like three Oh two was the 400 free relay. I think Creighton prep state record. Sounds Um, right. Um, like you guys three twelve. Yep, that, that sounds right. Um, and th- those are still the records today. The the two free and the four free, both is still 2014 in, in Grand Island. There's been a lot of a lot of swimmers that have come through that haven't yeah, been I mean, able to get close to that. There there was a lot of talent on that prep team, if I remember right. I think all four of those guys went went D one and went yeah. on to do great things. And I mean, it was funny behind the blocks. We were saying before the race, just stay on the screen stay on the screen right. in terms of the tv screen that would follow the team whatever was in first place but i mean 10 seconds right. we were not on the screen but yeah. we, we always had a great time at state it was super competitive a lot of fun and great atmosphere and uh did you swim any individuals that that sophomore year yeah yeah i would have done the let me think here i would have done the 53 and 100 backstroke my sophomore year um had pretty good times there uh may made consoles in both of those so no medals and individuals but um fun story in that meet and prelims um i actually broke like a 30 some year old school record in the 50 free which was awesome i think i was like a i don't know 21 8 or something Uh and then luke van wee beats my record two heats later by by about half a second so he smashed <laughs> it and then i never beat it <laughs> so you <laughs> so you had the school record in the 50 for two heats for yep for two heats so <laughs> i think i hold the record for the shortest school record so that is so funny i literally had no idea that um because <laughs> i knew he was a 21 three but i had no idea that you had the the school record uh for yeah, I, I think it pissed off luke a little bit to see that i got the record he's like oh i can't let him have that so yeah he went for it and he he did a hell of a job doing it so there you go awesome. so we got some stats up here for um so freshman freshman year eric you know you had a pretty good year for at least the dual meets you know taking down you know those norfolk swimmers in north Platte and and hastings you were 25 first place 15th 15 times second place and four third place. Hey, that's more than I thought. Yeah, we go to um, we go to sophomore year, 36 first place, 11 second place, four third place. 
and the school record for two heats. So let's um <laughs> let's move on to um the junior year here. Um, what what do you remember about junior year? You, you look kind of like it was your breakout year, and uh, maybe tell us um what what it looked like um in the off season and like what the summer practices are like, kind of with Brian and stuff. Oh yeah, uh, going into off season stuff. I guess generally we always practice early morning Island Oasis, uh, fifty meter water park. I think there's like two lanes that we stretch out there's water slides that stick out and you'll hit your head there's no flags or anything so if you're doing backstroke you better just pray while you're doing it so right you nail your head on the wall um yeah it's always super cold super early and memories you you don't ever forget uh, i mean generally i i would always tell brian i was like brian i'm gonna be the last person in the water unless there's loose change at the end of the slides <laughs> in that case i'm going to be the first one in the water oh, there you go and swam in. but yeah i think at that point still uh, just was hitting the hitting the weights hard at school and hitting practices hard i think there's always looking back i i think i could have done the little things a little bit better you know like nutrition sleep all that but i mean as a high schooler I, <laughs> you're doing what you can do with with summer jobs and all that. But I think, again, that core group, and I think at this point you're kind of moved up into our group where we're all practicing hard in the mornings and having fun doing doubles. Uh, Going into junior year, I think, is when when things start to started to click a little bit for me. Um, I think I got voted on team captain that year. And so, I mean, putting on that bit of responsibility on yourself really kind of makes you push yourself too. And you want to be a a good example, especially for those um, freshmen and sophomores coming up and you want to do your part to, I mean, get the most points possible for for the team and do what's needed to do. So junior year, really Brian started to throw me in different events. Like Tori never trust me really in the, the butterfly, but in this case, if we're short on a dual meet, need me to do the hundred butterfly, I'd step in to do that. I'm not saying that was my event, but uh, <laughs> branching out of the freestyle and backstroke sprint worlds, I might get a little angry at him when he puts me in the hundred breaststroke and five hundred freestyle. But you just gotta suck it up and do what you need to do for for the team. Um, do you um do you have any fond memories of Brian on the top of your head? Oh, I have a lot. Um, I'll, Brian, I won't be too mean to you. Probably, <laughs> but, um, there, there's one time I do remember we were just hanging out before practice. Sometimes we just show up early, just to, you know, socialize, get all that time out because otherwise you only have time to talk in the 15 seconds at the wall between sets. And remember there was this one time there, there was this little equipment closet right by the door the exit door right by where Brian would stand during practices at the end of the pool. And so I remember I was like, I'm just going to hide in here for a while. So I just hide in the equipment closet for 10, 15 minutes, wait for Brian to set, usually sets his stuff up on top of it. He sets his stuff up, stuff up on top. I jump out, scare the heck out of him. He might've done 400 IMs that night. I don't remember, but we did a few of those. There you go. For sure. 
So, um, so junior year, how, how's it end up going? How take us through state there. I mean, you got, you got some big time drops. It looks like. Yeah. Uh, junior year, uh, things are starting to click a little bit more. Got some individual state medals, uh, 50, hundred freestyle. And more importantly, we got those medals and the relays as well. Um, I know I always personally swam better on those. I, I think it's just a really fun environment. And I, I don't know. I, I, I always went faster in the relays. I, I think it's awesome how we can just lift each other up and hype each other up and go for that. But, right. The, yeah. Steve, the Steve award. The Steve award. That's were, right. Were you a re- recipient of the Steve award? I was. There you go. That was the, the greatest honor of Grand Island swimming is the, Steve Award for most potent relay swimmer is what I'll say. That's right. <laughs> so let's um let's talk a little bit about your senior year. That would have been my freshman year. Um, so I'm trying to see what I remember about 2015, 2016. Oh, I, I know, I know. I Paul, I have fond memories of us uh, making you sing songs for us on the bus. <laughs> That was my uh, senior to freshman relationship with you. I know that's true. We did. Um, <laughs> I do remember singing some songs about my neck and my back. Yep, and a few other things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, outside of that, I remember. I just remember Eric um, dominating and getting rides from you after those after those double blacks. I remember you taking me home one day. Tell us about the the double blacks. Yeah, double black practices. That's um, Brian's version of HE double hockey sticks. So, uh, yeah, it was during Thanksgiving, Black Friday weekend, uh, you know, around Christmas, New Year's, that time after um, high school sports moratorium. Uh, this gives you three, three and a half hour practices around 10,000 meters, just ridiculously highly intense crazy workouts and i mean you'd leave that and you'd just sleep for four or five hours and eat half your refrigerator and then go back to sleep (laughs) (laughs) is is how i remember them they were tough but i mean they built grit they built heart and once you got through those you knew you were on the home stretch of the last two three months of the season you knew it was time to get to work and taper down get some fast times yeah so i think um, hold on, I lost my train of thought. We'll go back there later. So take us through kind of that, that last, that last year and, and swimming at state. Um, I'm excited to get into, um, Eric Lewandowski after high school swimming. Cause I think there's a lot, a lot, um, more exciting stuff, but so, but before we get there, let's get to, um, just that high school state. And if you ever thought, you would swim again after that. Tell me that. And then um, tell me just how it went and what times did you go? Yeah. So senior year was, I think, the biggest character builder out of all of the, my years of swimming. It really kind of changed my perspective on the sport, I think, I think in a good way. Um, really going into senior year, I had very high expectations. You know, it was nothing less than winning state going into it after getting third the year before and those top two guys were graduating so really I was the next guy up and I mean I I thought about it every day more more than anything I'd dream about it I'd wake up I'd think about it it was 
wouldn't say obsessive, but it, it was definitely in my mind a lot. And from there, I, I actually hit a pretty hard plateau my senior year. And that could be due to a lot of things, probably most of it's mental. But um, from there, I really kind of actually saw some regression through most of the season, uh, flirted around with changing out the 100 freestyle for the 100 backstroke. I think I got smoked at one of the invites by Matt before deciding that would be one of the And then I ended up switching back and uh, about – three or four weeks before state um, everything just kind of clicked and dropped time for the first time in about like 12, 14 months or so. And from there, I, I mean, I had my best times that lifetime PRs at state. Um, I, I was happy with how it went. I didn't, I didn't win. I actually ended up getting second. I got out touched by about 0.3, but I honestly I think in the long run that, that was best for me. It was like, I needed to learn how to say like, Hey, it's okay. I worked hard for this. I did my best and that's enough. That's, that's okay. And at that point, it, it kind of gave me the closure to know is like, do I want to continue swimming after that? And kind of like how you mentioned, I did end up going into college club swimming to swim a little bit, but I mean, there was a period of time saying like, have I done everything I wanted to do? But at the end of the day, it just came back to the beginning saying, why, why am I doing this? It's because I love the sport. It's because I love the people around me doing this. And I, I didn't want to be away from that. So that's why I did end up, up coming back. And I really don't regret anything that happened. And I actually came out of that meet feeling great. I felt happy. I knew I had done my best and, left the team in good hands for the next year with you, Kyle, Matt, Devin, all those guys. So yeah, I've got fond memories of that year. For sure. So did you have, um, did you have any offers coming out of high school? Like swimming a little lower level or were you just kind of sat on UNL? Yeah. So, so I thought about it a little bit. I'd gotten a bunch of letters in the mail. I remember getting called on to the athletic office a couple of times, getting some D2, D3 type interest. And I'm pretty confident I could have walked on D1 somewhere if I wanted to, but end of the day, I had my heart pretty set on um, uh, Nebraska Lincoln for school, kind of was chasing my major there, went into chemical engineering and kind of just came down to the fact of, do I want to do chemical engineering and a college sport. I chose school at that point, but obviously didn't step away from it all the way. For sure. For sure. So I think this is where the story of Eric gets exciting here is when, when you actually hit college, I mean, you you had a very, um, you had a good, a very um, accomplished high school career. But a lot of people probably, you know, they, they finish their high school career and then they never do anything more athletically or, you know, maybe they, they finish top eight at state and then they, they'll never swim again. But um, you have a great, great story here with some lifting and swimming. So we'll, we'll start off with the the college club swimming, which um, I don't know how serious it was. Um, but all I know is you still managed to unleash some pretty, some pretty good times here. So take us, take us through, um, college swimming, the college club swimming and kind of how it all worked. 
Yeah. So uh, to, to preface, College Club Swimming or CCS, they're, they're actually sponsored by um, U.S. Masters. So, so it's really cool. It's actually a part of USA Swimming and they have all their different um, college club representative teams like all across the country. And I, I had known about it before actually from um, a guy that I used to swim against in Kearney. His name was Devin Jensen. He was a fifth year senior as I was going into college and he actually recommended me. Uh, I think I ran into him at a swim meet my senior year saying like, Hey, you're going to Nebraska next year. You got to at least try this out. You got to come check out a few practices. Let's do this. So I'm messaging my, my other friend from uh, Lincoln Northeast, uh, also going into his freshman year, Noah Heiser. And so I message him on Facebook saying like, Hey, let's join swim club. He's like, okay, sure. Let's do it. And I mean, rest is history. We uh, ended up going to a couple practices. I was, pretty timid at first, you know, like joining a new team, everyone's already kind of got those relationships built and it's always hard being new. And I mean, being new to college anyway, you're making new relationships, meeting new people. And I, I think college club swimming was great and forming relationships with, with people. Really my best friends I made in college were, were through that. But I mean, freshman year, I was one of the few freshman recruits. And so, I mean, they gave me a lot of grief for it, but I, I had a lot of fun, ended up going to a bunch of meets in the neighboring States. We had a lot of fun traveling. We do like road trips to Minnesota, Kansas, Iowa, places like that. Um, and really, really good experiences there. And I was again, a, contributor right away for that so doing those relays was always fun and at that point I wasn't as worried about times and stuff like that rather than just having a good time staying in shape but um near the end of the season I was kind of got to the point to where like hey I'm not beating myself up at five practices a week anymore I mean it's it's a lot more casual it's like three practices a week for hour and a half to two hours like 3,000 to 6,000 yards. So nothing crazy. But um, at that point, going into nationals, which they have qualifying standards. And when I say nationals, it's like, ooh, that's impressive. But the time standards are pretty lax compared to high school swimming nowadays, especially. But um, still pretty competitive at the top level because you do see like guys that walked on to like Florida, Texas A&M, things like that, like SEC schools, and either they'll graduate and are not eligible and they'll just go into post-grad club swimming and dust everybody with like <laughs> 44 second, hundred freestyles. But yeah, there was, yeah. there is, there is some good experiences there. My uh, freshman year, actually um, nationals got canceled because there was a tornado or something in Georgia, which um, it was supposed to be at Atlanta, Georgia Tech. Yeah. And a bunch of flights got delayed and ours actually got canceled. So we ended up actually not doing that and road tripping the, the mountains in Colorado just for a, you know, fun fest. What Colorado <laughs> <do>? <laughs> Nice. Um, so tell me, so was it hard for you to swim? just for fun, like a few times a week? 
or or was it just easy? Just was it just swimming and just having a good time? It was definitely difficult. I think probably easier my freshman year because I was kind of in that same boat. It's more for I, I kind of lost my drive a little bit till the end there when I was preparing for nationals, just kind of, kind of just recovering from that high school year, a little bit of burnout, honestly, but Mm -hmm. I think college club swimming and those people that were around me also wanted to, to work hard, really brought me out of that and made me want to work hard again. But, um, it's a little different environment. You know, there's, they're not coached, uh, the president and vice president, the club make the practices. And I, I was lucky that like all four years I was there and I won't throw myself in the mix. To, I'll stay humble here, but I mean, like <laughs> Chris and Sadie did an awesome job writing practices. And then obviously I went up later on and became president as well, but I'll, I'll get to that later. But. Nice. So what did you go your, um, your freshman year at the nationals? Or it got canceled. Do you remember when did you go 21 again? So my sophomore year, um, we in junior year, we did end up going. And I think I did end up going 21 and 100 freestyle both times there. Mm-hmm. It was definitely a slow burn. Like I know going to meets during the year, I'd be having – a huge exam weeks or something and I'd have to <laughs> practice. I'd be rolling 23s at the meet feeling awful about myself, but yeah, I, it, it, it's good. It really, really just the main thing was once you kind of found that group that was serious enough to want to work hard and push each other. Yeah. It really push yourself too to get some good times. So it was hard yeah. at times. Some, some people are there to socialize and make friends and that's, that's fine. And I support that too, but it's right. just, just a different dynamic. Yeah. What, what is your thought process on like, so <laughs> in high school, I mean, you're training probably like 15 hours a week, you know, lifting, you know, 21, six and then college, I mean, you're eating cafeteria food, <laughs> pounding beers, and then you go 21, nine, like how, how did that make you feel? Like where he's like, fuck yeah. I was like, what the hell happened in high school? <laughs> I won't speak too much for my extracurriculars, but I will say that, I mean, I mean, it, it was a lot different you could definitely tell that your workload was a lot less. And if you yeah. really wanted to pick up on those faster times, I know every time I tried to taper down for a big meet, I would start going extra times going five, six times a week mm. just to get some extra water time in. But so I mean, generally throughout work. the year. I mean, you're, you're just trying to stay afloat with, with schoolwork, like me with, with engineering. I think it was a good way to make me not go insane from the <laughs> engineering coursework. I mean, it was, it was challenging, but um, I think swimming was great for me in that regards. And it really was probably the best thing for my mental health at that yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. Well, finding How- something to enjoy and sticking with it is yeah. the way to do it. How did the, how did the 100 go? Cause I know you can kind of get away with a 50. How did, how did it go once you add a little, add a little distance still, still solid or was it struggling as the distance went up? Oh man, I'm a, <laughs> you know me, I'm a all out sprinter. kind of like you, Paul. So yeah. <laughs> 50 was my best event. Uh hundred wasn't bad. I'd say, I think my best time in high school was what a 47. Uh, what about for club, for club? For 100. club? I do remember breaking 
I think I broke 49 once. Oh shit. That's so I, did, solid. I did get it down, but no, I definitely agree. You, when you trained less, you, and you're already a weak sprinter like me, then you lose that top end endurance pretty quickly. So, I mean, jumping in for 200, it's just brutal. Uh, I remember one of the meets I traveled to, I think it was my junior year. We went to a meet at uh, university of Minnesota mm-hmm. and I remember eating a whole bag of like those hostess uh, powdered white donuts, you know, like eating a whole bag of those before the meet. And I had the, my whole best meet of the year. Got done <laughs> with the last meet, the hundred back truck, I just get out and just puke like three times. Yeah. Can, but worth it. there you go so let's transition so did you go um when did you end up going your best time in club so my best times in club actually were my senior year so believe it or not i was actually able to even after four years of being away from that super intense training i at that point had gotten back into coaching coaching for heartland aquatics and that really got me passionate and got my fire going with being fast again. And so I'd sometimes hop in the water with those guys and race a little with Mike Irvin and practice all the high school guys at that time. And they were, they lit a fire under my butt and they made me want to get better too. Yeah. I think it went both ways. And that senior year I was damn near close to my best time so i was thinking like wow what if i was training that whole time all right it was in high school but uh, yeah i think at that point my training philosophy changed a little bit uh coaching really changed my outlook on how my body reacts to training and what i thought worked for me and i i think implementing some of that kind of helped me and helped me not get burned out as well so right just a little different outlook <clears throat> For sure. For sure. Yeah. So I made a little comeback this, um, this year. Let's go. And it was, it, it was weird. Like I was surprised my, my 50, I, I never did. I just did long courses in the summer, uh-huh. but someday I would like to go throw down a short course 50 Absolutely. And, and see what I got. But I was surprised how, um, how close my long course times were too like i think i wasn't i went a best long course 50 time but i never really swam long course in in the summer or anything but um yeah the 100 as i as i noticed as it went farther and farther up it got it got harder and harder too i swear long close. course that pool just gets longer too yeah yeah so <laughs> no. i thought that was interesting that you're able to go best time four years four years after and i think it proves like a lot of people can do it like i was talking this is at a huge stage, but we had Brent Hayden on the podcast and he took like seven years off of swimming, didn't touch the pool oh, wow. like once. And then he goes, then he makes another Olympic team. That's so crazy. if anyone's out there and still wants to throw down and you did the 50 or hundred in high school, like you can still do it for sure. Hey, I'm, I'm not ever going to close the door. If someone asked me to throw down a 50, I'm sure I could do it. I might be out of breath for quite a while after, but <laughs> I'm always down, but yeah. I don't know, Paul, you were always a menace at that 50. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was not as fast as Eric, let me tell you. So, um, or not even close in the hundred. Hey, Eric had me by, had me by ways. Um, so Eric, let's, let's talk a little bit about where you're at now. Um, power lifting. All right. 
So this stuff is freaking crazy. Um, do you get um, some of your honest, do you get some of your drive and discipline? Do you think from swimming like that you swam in high school and now like you're able to work super hard in lifting because that's just been instilled in you or does that come from somewhere else? 100%. Yeah. I think swimming has a big deal to do with it in terms of work ethic, you know, drive, motivation, things like that. Uh, paying attention to details, wanting to work hard. All of those things directly translate into any other sport you do. And powerlifting is a great example of that. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. So I do a lot of running now. And for me, it's... Um, I think it's the same thing as where I was just used to getting destroyed in practice. You know, Brian had me do nine miles one time, <laughs> double black. So it's like stuff like that. Then like when you go out in the real world and you do stuff like, Oh, I can do that. I can. Yeah. Now you're running 200 forward. miles. It's true. Yes. What's up with that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good challenge. All right. But all right, we'll go back to you here. Um, I want to hear, let, let's tell the audience, um, what, what are you squatting now these days? <laughs> uh, my current PR is 490. 490. And, and deadlift? 562. 562. And then bench? Uh, right now, 297. But just the beginning. Uh, I won't dive into that too much. I know it's a swimming podcast. No, no. We want, I want to hear about it. I think this is, <laughs> uh, this is super interesting content. Um, yeah. So like, what was the motivation to, to get into powerlifting and were you lifting through college? Um, do you remember like how much you were lifting in high school or yeah, let's talk to me about that. Yeah. So, so I guess it really starts back in, in high school, like freshman year of high school, um, took advanced weight training at the time, um, all four years of high school, the weight coach at that time at senior high, uh, John Swanson, awesome guy, good, great philosophy, knows how to get kids to work hard. And I really bought into that. And I, I really had a passion for, for lifting really early on because of that. And I always found like sometimes even through swimming, I, I enjoyed that part of it sometimes more than swimming, <laughs> if not just as much, right. uh, depending on how mean Brian was that week. Again, <laughs> joke, Brian, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, Kept that up quite a bit through through high school. Got some moderate strength. I mean, training for different things, more for uh, swimming focus, so more like power, uh, jumps, explosiveness, things like that. Whereas going through college, I'm just like going once or twice a week as a freshman with 200 other people at the gym at the same time. I'm like, oh, I want to have big muscles so girls will pay attention to me, you know, dumb stuff like that. <laughs> Um, so it, it was super casual through, through college. And I, by, by the end of it, school pretty much took up a big majority of it working part-time, like 20 hours a week. I, I didn't really have much time to sleep as it was. And I wasn't really taking care of my body at that point. So really, uh, dropped off the lifting there. didn't really touch a barbell for about three years. And then then I graduate in the peak of COVID and I have absolutely nothing to do. Um, I'm in my about five square foot room. Um, at that point, uh, 
coaching dry lands uh, via like Zoom calls with uh, the HLA group that I was coaching at the time, which was a blast and I loved it. But I, I felt very cooped up at that time, <laughs> finishing up school. So um, at that point, I actually got uh, my first full time job in Corpus Christi, Texas. So I ended up moving there uh, for an engineering company and within the same company, I had the chance to move around a few times. So I guess when I moved to Corpus at first, I didn't really know anybody that lived in Corpus. I didn't have any friends. And so just one thing I knew I could resort back to was, was the gym. I lived really close to one. So I'm like, okay, I'll get a membership. It's like $10 a month. So I go there. It was a pretty big, commercial gym and there it wasn't powerlifting focused by any means but it at least got me thinking again about strength training and things like that and I lived there for for about six months and at this point I've still kind of stepped away from from swimming at this point just wanted to try out other things and moved to Wichita Kansas after that for for about a year and a half and from there, I really started to get more interested into those strength sports. Uh, did some self-research on YouTube and Reddit, fell down some holes and started following some cookie cutter powerlifting programs. And then, then I kind of realized that powerlifting is actually a sport that people compete in. And I was like, whoa, that sounds cool. I want to do that too. And so I actually ended up switching gyms there too, to a more uh, powerlifting focused gym with, you know, your calibrated kilo plates, power racks, things like that. And met another good group of strong people signed up for my first meet. The rest is history. I've done two meets now. And now I'm out here in St. Paul, Minnesota, joined another really strong gym here and hired a coach recently. And we're, we're doing some good stuff and planning on some big numbers in the future. So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, really similar to swimming in that aspect of kind of the path of how I got there. Gotcha. Yeah. That's so when did you realize like, shit, I'm pretty strong here. Cause like, I mean, you said you went to the gym, you're just kind of getting into the gym and then you also got five, almost damn near 500 pounds. You can throw on your back and squat it. It's, it's not so much realizing how strong you are, but how strong you are not. Okay. You know, <laughs> sometimes, and, and you hate to compare yourself with other people, but I mean, you'll be going to there sometimes and you see people next to you saying, like, how the heck do they do that? And they're throwing around ridiculous weights. And I mean, you, you ask yourself like, why, why not me? I, I want to do that. I want to work hard. I want to be the best. I want to put in the work, tune out the details. And so I'm, I'm kind of treating it the same way as swimming, you know, it's like, uh, there's one thing I said I could improve on in my swimming was paying attention to the details, you know, like nutrition, sleep, uh, form, things like that. Those are things I'm really trying to hit home today. And maybe it's on a smaller stage. Maybe it's just for me, but it feels like I'm doing the most to help myself grow. And that's why I enjoy it. For sure. For sure. What did like the first day at the gym look like for you to like, um, to like where you are now oh man first day i was probably in like uh wobbly tennis shoes <laughs> no weight belt i probably misloaded on each side probably bench pressing like this yeah i don't know it 
it was pretty ugly for a while there. And I think it took me about a year just to hit the numbers I was doing in high school. And then I realized like, Hey, maybe I should actually do this uh, smartly so I don't hurt myself. So, I mean, that's one major difference between that and swimming. I mean, you can tweak your muscles, get minor injuries, and you have to learn how your body reacts to, to training. It's definitely more tough on your body than, than swimming is, but, um, learning how to adapt and overcome that and looking at the small details and learning how to optimize those things. That's like, like I said, it's the same as swimming, which is really cool how well that's translated. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's really cool that you kind of started from, from the beginning, like strength wise, took you a whole year to get back to where you're high school. And now you're just, just ripping at 500 pounds. Um, what sky's are some the sky's the limit? There you go. What are some, um, you like signed up for another meet or anything? I am, uh, December. Okay. So we still got a ways to go and kind of considered off season right now, but, um, setting up the baseline for, hopefully hopefully a good meet but gotcha yeah. is that is this like a local meet is it through what state is it in or yeah it's it's local it's in the the twin cities here in minnesota um it's all through a federation uh usapl which is the drug tested uh, some like to say it's the strictest federation but i'd also say it's the cleanest so gotcha gotcha um Trying to see what else I got. So tell tell the audience outside of athletics, what what is Eric Lewandowski up to these days? Oh um, man, uh, living the dream here. I mean, I just moved here a couple months ago. So with with my girlfriend here at our apartment, we live in. I mean, there's so much to do around here. There's there's lakes. The weather's super nice in the summer. Yeah. I don't want this to turn into just a Minnesota hype post. I, <laughs> I haven't lived here in the winter yet, but I mean, other than that, it's just kind of getting adjusted to the work and the new apartment, things like that. I delve in the Legos with my spare money that I shouldn't be spending. But, nice. <laughs> you know, sweet. Typical, typical dumb 25 year old. <laughs> right. All right, so we just got a couple questions. We'll wrap it up here. Um, so we'll kind of throw back to swimming a little bit. If you could swim with anyone, dead or alive, who who would you swim with? Like it's George Washington, it's um, Tom Hanks, it's it's Michael Phelps, it's whoever you want. I mean, if I had to choose one for my relay, I don't think I'd choose George Washington. <laughs> but uh, we did cross a pretty big river. But I mean, I'd I'd honestly have to say like. You, you just got to go with the goat, um, Michael Phelps, you know, his, he totally changed the sport and everything that he had to overcome coming from his retirement and jumping back into the sport was super incredible. And all of his mental health struggles that he went through and overcame, I thought was super inspiring. And I mean, he's, he's going to be known as the guy for forever, which is pretty awesome. For sure. Favorite uh, meat snack. Like what are you what are you snacking behind the 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 blocks? I'll go off first and say not those donuts I had, <laughs> but um, yeah, I got to go with Sonic breakfast burritos. 
Okay, sweet. We used to smash those at all of our summer meets. Uh, practice. Sonic breakfast burritos. What about um, Casey's breakfast pizza? Oh, classic, man. We used to be... <laughs> After I, I got fond memories of that high school morning practice, we smashed those pizzas. There was extra boxes. We just take them in the showers with us. <laughs> I was just going to say that. It is, it's PG podcast, but <laughs> yeah, no, we, we always had fun with that. Yeah. Casey's best gas station pizza out there. I'll fight, I'll fight that to the grave. There we go. Uh, favorite pool you swam at? Favorite pool I've swam at? That's, that's a good question. I'd say it has to be um, Georgia Tech's pool. Uh, it's actually where they held the Atlanta Olympics. So, I mean, they had the uh, Olympic rings there. And so, I mean, it's, it was really cool to swim in a pool where, like, world records were broken. And I also got the chance to swim at a meet before the Olympic trials at um, in Omaha. Mm-hmm. I kind of did a test dummy meet like two weeks before the trials just to make sure their timing system and everything was working right. So, I mean, at that point I did that meet after my senior year of high school. So I, I don't even think I trained for it for like the two months going into it. Yeah. But it was just so cool to be in that pool and yeah. Imagine you're on TV like the big dogs. All right. <laughs> for sure. And lastly, what um, words of wisdom do you have for the viewers out there? Words of wisdom. Um, I guess for those of you guys going through swimming or powerlifting, whatever sport it might be, running 200 miles like Paul <laughs> in the Bigfoot. But, I mean, there, there's going to be adversity, but, I mean, just learning to get get through that and push through, it's – it's going to be worth it in the end. And you just have to keep the ultimate goal in mind. Don't stop trying. Keep fighting. Gotcha. Well, that's great. Great advice. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's episode 13 of the last one. Fast one podcast. Absolute stellar, badass swimmer, Eric Lewandowski dominated in high school, but it might be more impressive what he's doing now. Um, throwing 500 pounds on, the, on his back and, and squatting that. So, um, uh, thanks for joining us, Eric. And um, that's all we got. 13 in the books. I uh, appreciate it, Paul. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem.